Welcome everyone to Mayo Clinic Q&A. I'm Dr. Helena Gazelka. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced many of us to spend a lot more time at home. And with that, we're in close quarters many times with our spouses or significant others. All of this together time can add stress to an already stressful time as we're living through the COVID-19 pandemic. So are there things that we can do to improve our relationships and weather this difficult time better with our significant other? Well, here to discuss this with us today is Dr. Jennifer Venzel, a psychologist at Mayo Clinic. Thanks for being here today. It's nice to be here, Helena. Well, I had to chuckle uh, when I heard we were gonna discuss this topic because I, even before the pandemic, spend 24 hours a day with my husband. We have exactly the same job at Mayo. We share an <laughs> office and we often drive to work together. So. <laughs> a lot of togetherness these so days. I, I, so I will be listening to the tips that you share today. Mm -hmm. Dr. Vensel, what are you learning from your patients about COVID-19 and how it's affecting their relationships? Well, you know, it's interesting. When quarantine and state shutdowns first started earlier in 2020, I was hearing a lot from the couples that I work with that how much they were appreciating the ability to spend more time together. Obviously, getting quality time together is a really common barrier for busy couples, especially couples that might have young children in the home. And as, as 2020 has slowly crept along, that story is starting to shift a little bit, and we're starting to see um, more stress kind of developing as people are having financial stress in their life. Maybe somebody has lost a job or we're pivoting to working from home and, and as you noted, spending perhaps a lot more time together than we're used to. And so we're kind of seeing both sides of this. It's interesting though that some of the early research that's coming out, some of the evidence-based research that we're seeing in the last three, four months or so, is actually showing us that there haven't been major overall shifts in people's relationship satisfaction. What we tend to be seeing actually is that in many ways the pandemic is amplifying issues that already existed in relationships. So both healthy practices and maybe the less healthy practices as well. I think that makes sense, but I have also often pondered how difficult it must be for people who are educating their kids at home, trying to work from home, uh, maintaining their relationships, perhaps they're both trying to work from home. Uh, so I can see that that could be a a significant uh, difficulty for some. So what type of strategies can couples use if they're in that situation and they're struggling right now during COVID-19? Absolutely. So I am a psychologist first and foremost, so mental health care principles are here at the foundation, right? So keeping as much of a regular routine as possible is really important, right? So when we're working from home, especially um, for those of us that are working from home, that kind of work and home life can really start to blur together. And so it's really important to keep regular sleep schedules, regular hygiene schedules, right? Showering, bathing, um, and as much as possible, regular meal schedules. So making sure that we have a schedule to our day when, we're, when we might be stuck at home, whether that's for work or just quarantining. Um, so that's just kind of general mental health stuff. In terms of specific couple strategies, this is really getting back to positive relationship habits, right? So things like sharing household tasks, co-parenting tasks equally, working together as a team, um, especially if there are kiddos in the house, those things become just as important as ever before. I would also say that how we think about our relationships uh, becomes really important here, right? And so if we're finding that we're feeling irritated by our partners or frustrated with our partners, we might have this tendency to sort of blame it on, well, they're being selfish or they're being lazy or you know, they 
being so irritating today. And that, that can be a really dangerous but a common place that many people go to when they're feeling stressed out. And so it's really important to be thinking about the fact that we live in this, this very stressful, much wider context right now, right? And so starting to blame the pandemic, right, for that and taking that perspective of, well, maybe my partner's acting this way because they are so stressed out at work or because they lost their job and that's been incredibly stressful for them. Maybe they're having a hard time sleeping because they've been feeling anxious, right? And so starting to actually put our partner's behaviors into context um, and giving grace, as we like to say. You mentioned stress, and I was glad you did. I have thought um, that this is extremely stressful. People, I think the uncertainty of not knowing when this pandemic will end and where we are in it mm -hmm. and what else might happen during it has got to be incredibly stressful for most people. What mm -hmm. advice would you offer couples for how they can manage um, stress together or discuss it together in light of the pandemic? Mm -hmm. As always, pandemic or no, communication, 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 right? And unfortunately, most of us are not raised or taught healthy communication strategies. This might be a place where going to see or meet with a couples therapist virtually could be useful, right? Um, but making sure that we're communicating our needs in particular, especially during this very stressful time. So do you need more time alone? For introverted people, being together with their partners all the time can be exceptionally stressful. And so to be able to have time and space alone, maybe even just for an hour or two, maybe that's what they need. And people need to learn how to communicate that and or ask their partners about that. Maybe they actually need more quality time together because they're spending a lot of time together, but it doesn't feel like quality connected time. Maybe they need a hug. Maybe they need a helping hand with the dishes, right? So communicating our needs in those moments becomes really important. If you're finding that you are afraid to communicate your needs to a partner, or you're not sure how that's going to be taken, that's a sign that there might be some work to do around that. Dr. Vensel, you mentioned uh, virtual counseling, and I was curious, how do you think that compares to actually meeting in a counselor's office than in neutral territory? Um, we're doing a lot of clinic visits for patients um, virtually with mixed uh, feelings about it by the patients. Some enjoy it and some prefer to come see us in person. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering what you think of that. Yeah, you know, I had not done a lot of telemental health or virtual visits prior to the pandemic, which I think is true of a lot of our staff here at Mayo Clinic and a lot of therapists just across across the world, quite frankly. And I had a lot of a lot of trepidation when I started this. I wasn't sure how clients and patients would feel about it. Most of it, they seem to have ad adapted to it pretty well. Um, you know, do I prefer in person? Yes, it's really nice to see the people that I work with, of course. And, you know, what I've appreciated a lot about being able to do virtual patient care visits and therapy visits is that I'm able to reach people that maybe live a lot farther away, right? So folks that are traveling three, four hours to come to Mayo Clinic, I don't want them to, to make that drive just for an appointment with me for an hour. And so we're able to have a lot greater accessibility of care, which is something that's really important when it comes to mental health care in this country. You know, one of my favorite things to ask patients when I see them who've been married for decades and decades is, what is the secret to that? Well, I'm wondering, have you heard of any couples who are really improving the relationship and growing stronger together during COVID? And what's the secret to that? Yeah, and we come back to communication as always. So making sure that we're using healthy communication strategies, but also some of those boundary settings, right? So making sure that particularly if you're working from home, that 
um, we're setting boundaries between time spent working and time spent with a partner or with your family, right? Avoiding the impulse to overwork. That's something that a lot of folks are kind of falling into this trap of right now because it's such an anxious and stressful time. So there might be this tendency to do more, I feel like, because everything's virtual or remote. Um, but it doesn't feel like we've really gotten work done unless we've put in a lot of extra hours. And so making sure that we're keeping really good boundaries where family life, partner life is, is one piece of the day and work life is another. Um, so that's something that couples, um, that's something that couples can be working on that can make a really big difference. Making sure that you're doing things together that are quality time. And I would say, despite the winter weather coming up, taking a little bit of time to get outside together. Um, I am not a Minnesota native, but one of the things that I've really appreciated since moving to Minnesota is the saying that I hear all the time here, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes, right? And so even if that's a short walk around the block, maybe if that's up to the stop sign and back, getting out with your partner, being outside can really help to reduce stress and anxiety and moving our bodies in that way as much as we're able to can do that as well. It's a nice opportunity for quality time and connection. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was going to be one of my next questions for you. At the beginning of COVID, I recall thinking, well, it's spring, so at least this is a good time of year for this to happen to us in Minnesota because we can get outside. You know, other areas of the country, of course, have, have good weather long after we do. Um, so you mentioned getting out and taking walks. Probably important for the kids to get out some if they can too, since they're not uh, going off to school and recess every day as well. Absolutely. And hey, I will tell you, I do not like the cold. I don't like being cold, but, but here I live in Minnesota. And so, you know, I think that this needs to be outdoors at the level that individual folks can tolerate and feels comfortable to them, making sure again that we have proper attire for that, right? So this doesn't need to be a mile long walk or jog, right? Or bike ride. This really can be walk to the corner and back, get outside the routine, get outside your house, get outside your apartment. Um, new scenery, just briefly, if, if needed. And maybe this will be the year that I convince my husband to take up snowshoeing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little opposed to the cold weather as well. I can understand um, that. Jennifer, what are some signs that couples who are struggling need to look outside of their own capabilities? You've given some really good advice for how things we can do within our own homes and within our own selves. But um, how should couples know if they really need to seek outside help? Yeah, a couple of big things for me as a couples and relationship and sexual health specialist, if you are finding that a couple of things are happening in your relationship, either you're not talking at all to your partner, or when you are talking, it's kind of always negative and always sort of adversarial, that's a sign that we might need some support in that and to kind of be working on communication skills and figuring out what's going on to kind of separate us in that moment. Um, additionally, if you feel like you're actually afraid to talk to your partner because you're not sure what their reaction is going to be or you don't feel like it will be heard or what you need to say will be validated or supported, that's a concern as well that I think a therapist or a counselor would be really helpful with. Getting back to this idea of teamwork and splitting household responsibilities and co-parenting responsibilities, you know, if you're starting to see your partner as an adversary, as somebody that you're kind of constantly battling against and not as your teammate, that's a sign to me that something's off. Right? Um, so that's a sign that having some counseling, some couples or relationship therapy might be helpful. And then and lastly, I would, I would add that if you're finding that your partner is your only support person, that's a potential risk factor for things to kind of go awry in a relationship, right? So no one person can be our everything, right? They can't be 
um, are confident in all confidant in all things. And so if you don't have others outside support, family members, friends, things like that, that you can rely on, it's really important to make sure that you're building that support system so your partner doesn't feel like it's all landing on them. And that's really good advice, Jennifer. I think it's, we have to be so intentional about that now. Um, restaurants aren't open in Minnesota, so I can't meet a girlfriend for dinner or for a glass of wine after work. And so it takes a lot to be intentional about doing a Zoom meeting or something else instead. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A little harder to maintain those outside relationships. I think the word intentionality is is a perfect descriptor here and, and one that's become perhaps more important this year than ever before in terms of maintaining our social connections. Any other advice that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, we've been talking a lot about kind of long-term partnerships and I would just share that I don't want us to forget folks that are single and dating. Um, making safe dating and relationship choices right now can be really, really fraught for those that are not in long-term committed partnerships. And so I would just say, check on your friends, check on your family members who might be feeling extra isolated if they're single or if they're dating, because that's been really, really hard for people in the last year. That makes good sense. Another time to be very intentional about seeking people out. Thanks so much, Jennifer, for being here today. You're very welcome. It was nice to be here. Our thanks to Mayo Clinic psychologist, Dr. Jennifer Venzel for being here today to speak with us about our relationship stress during COVID-19. I hope that you learned something. I know that I did. And we wish you a wonderful day. Mayo Clinic Q&A is a production of the Mayo Clinic News Network and is available wherever you get and subscribe to your favorite podcasts. To see a list of all Mayo Clinic podcasts, visit newsnetwork.mayoclinic.org. Then click on podcasts. Thanks for listening and be well.